You're waiting on me. I am waiting on you. Because it's because you can't hear again this week. I can't week. hear again. i got to remember to turn the total <laughs> volume down when you're doing that. Oh, me. Can Sorry. I ask a question? Because I see you slowly pulling back. Are you starting it out way up here? Because don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at the volume controls on, my, on the podcasting oh, equipment. Oh, my so. goodness. You are the one who turned the volume up. You did this on the last episode. I know. You turned the volume up on your headphones. I know. I couldn't hear. I could hear you, but I couldn't hear me, and I need to hear myself. Well, it may be because you're not speaking in your microphone. I know. Oh, well. I am now. <laughs> okay. Okay, lots of fun. Yes. Yes, it is. So we're going to continue this week. I don't know when we're going to air this. We're going to continue today in this episode. On the quarantine dreams. Oh, yeah. And the shelter-in-place type dreams. Well, I've put a little message out there on Facebook asking for people if they've had a shelter-in-place, shelter-in-place dream. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm so excited for you because you do not know what you've done. What have I done? If, well, maybe it won't be the same for no, you. But I've if asked I ever for local. Put, no, I've asked for local people. Uh, you who said live you put a message community. out on Facebook. <laughs> well, people can read it. I mean, they'll see it. But <laughs> it, it has restrictions. If you live in the Irondale area <laughs> and you had a dream about a, a manhunt. Oh yeah, we had a manhunt in our backyard the other day. Mm-hmm. And I actually caught him almost in our backyard. Yeah, yeah. That so was, that had nothing to do with dreams. No, but. it did. Well, I hope it doesn't. Well, somebody no, responds. Yeah. It's true. So yeah. Um, well, listen. The thing I thought that was interesting as we were talking about dreams last time on the last episode, the quarantine dreams, the 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 whole shelter in place type dreams, we noticed that there were a lot of similarities when it comes to the psychological world. The 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 research, the scientific world, and how it sees the increase in dreams right now, the the reasons dreams are increasing right now, the reason that people are remembering more dreams right now, and the drawing in of images from your day or from your past, we can parallel a lot of that conversation when we talk about spiritual dreams, as we talked about uh, last time on the podcast. But there are also significant differences when it comes to how, for example, a National Geographic and the Washington Post in their articles interviewed renowned dream experts basically from psychological and physiological psychology institutes and research centers that use Freudian, Jungian, and other psychological, psychoanalytical methods mm-hmm. for interpreting dreams. And that's where the similarities start to break down. Yeah. How the dream plays out, where the images come from. Maybe we see the source a little different, but the concept is very similar. But when it comes to interpreting the dream, the rationale on interpreting a dream from a Freudian perspective is very different from the rationale of interpreting a dream from a spiritual perspective. Well, to me, one of the major differences is it doesn't offer life. It, it does not offer hope or life. I think about, um, you know, I've, I've used this dream so many times, it should probably be our mascot of of, of dream our example. dream mascot. Uh, the ring dream. You know, yeah. I went to bed or, or took a nap 
with a trauma or a burden I was carrying for a family member, right? I mean, she was just so torn up over not being able to find this this ring. And Right. How, how can you interpret that to mean something that I've been struggling through the day or a trauma in my life? And now all it means is you're fleshing out. This is the fallout from the trauma that your sister's experienced and she's crying three days. She's not been sleeping, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think that's the difference. The, the, uh, the ring dream is taking images of things you were familiar with, but putting them together, putting them together in ways that are very different. We talked about that dream being almost a vision because it was literally where the ring was found was in a closet in a purse. You didn't have a memory of that closet. You didn't have a memory of that purse. You didn't have a memory of that ring being in there, but you had a dream of a closet, a purse, and a ring being in it. Probably the images came from your subconscious. God pulled them up out of your because subconscious. Because God knew where the ring exactly, was. Exactly. <laughs> and gave you images that you were familiar with that when it was spiritually interpreted would bring an answer for somebody else. Absolutely. So we, that's what I'm saying. You just can't look at a dream and say, oh, this is just fallout from, from your worries and concerns. Right, right. A psychological perspective on that dream may have said something like, you know, you're dealing with some anxiety and stress in your marriage. Yeah. And you've got to get it all out of the closet and start telling your spouse everything that you're frustrated with or right. whatever it might be. That, and which might have actually created headaches right. and problems instead right. of bringing the solution for your sister. Right. And the other thing is, if I looked at it from like the scripting dream uh, type mentality, which is where you write out how you want your dream to, to go, if I had done that, I would have been... Uh, first of all, I wouldn't have known where to say the ring was, you know. And I specifically prayed and said, God, can you reveal where the ring would be? And that's not scripting. That's asking for an answer or direction. Exactly. And that's the difference between scripting or lucid dreaming in a dream from our adversary or our own soul and asking our creator to intervene in our dreams Right. In those cases, are to give us wisdom or direction yeah. from dreams that come from. And if, if you've not listened to that podcast before, I dreamed that my, that I found the ring that my sister had lost that she was holding for someone, and I found it because it was revealed. It was in a closet. And she a found purse. it because your dream yeah. shut told you where to tell her. Yeah, to look. yeah. I said, "Hey, look, I dreamed it was in a, in a closet in a purse," and which she first complained and said, "We looked no in way. all the purses. There's no There's way." No it's way. There. Yeah. And then she but talked, then she went and looked. Again. She talked to her son. And he goes, "Oh, actually, I did stick." a jewelry bag down in a purse. Yep. That's where it was. It's true. Well, listen, what I thought we might do just for fun on one of the, this, uh, this episode is to, uh, take a couple of the dreams that are in the articles. The, yeah. uh, national geographic article in particular has a dream. That's the full dream. And, the dreamer's interpretation, psychoanalytical interpretation okay. of the dream. All right. And look at how the results would be different in the way the dreamer used psychoanalysis to evaluate the dream and how we would approach the dream as a spiritual dream. Okay. Is that okay with you? It is. You know, because when I use those nice big terms of saying what I wanted to talk about, like let's talk about the differences between the psychoanalytical approach to dream interpretation versus the spiritual approach to dream interpretation, you looked at me just before the podcast started <laughs> and said, 
uh, I just said, uh, I don't, I don't, that's too much. <laughs> I only had half a cup of coffee. Yeah, you need to finish your cup of coffee. Okay, so here's the dream that opens up the April 15th article, uh, 2020, because you may be listening to this years later. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who can tell? Uh, April 15th, 2020 article by, uh, in National Geographic, uh, in their online, uh, articles called the pandemic is giving people vivid unusual dreams here's why the article opens with a dream it doesn't even give an introductory comment just opens with a dream here's what it says ronald reagan pulled up to the curb in a sleek black town car rolled down his tinted window and beckoned for the dreamer lance weller author of the novel wilderness to join him the long-dead president escorted Weller to a comic book shop stocked with every title Weller had ever wanted. But before he could make a purchase, Reagan swiped the dreamer's wallet from him and skipped out the door. Hmm. That's the dream. Really, really cool dream. Yes, it is. Very interesting dream. And as we look at it from a scientific or a psychological perspective... There is this evaluation of the dream based on where the symbols came from. This is what we talked about in our last episode. He had some uh, daily stimulus that stirred up things in his dream or drawing off of even some past experiences. So the dreamer in this case talks about he has a long-time obsession with comics, with comic books. He loves comic books. I wonder if we should just straight up do this like we would if we were on the street. Let's not tell them anything. You interpret that dream just as here it is. Oh, and then we can come back to yeah, these topics. Yeah, then we comment on all Okay, of I can do that. Okay. So here, let's assume, mm-hmm. Mr. Weller, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> because it's a real person. Yes. He is a real author who re- actually wrote a novel Stop called Wilderness. Stop talking about him. Okay. And we'll talk about okay. him afterwards. All right. So, Mr. Weller. That's a really cool dream. Really? It really. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be Mr. Weller. Okay. But... It's a really cool dream, Mr. Weller. You don't look much like yourself today. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So this is a really cool dream. This is a dream that basically says to you that you are in a place where you really have a desire for some relief from the stress you're dealing with, from things that you're challenged by, and and there is some uh, authority in your life. There's some things going on in your life that seems to be poised to bring you that relief, but instead it's actually there to steal or to take from you the favor and the comfort that you're looking for. So this is a dream reminding you that you need to be prepared that where you thought you were going to get your comfort is not the place it's actually going to come from. I love it. Now, I you read the dream, and as you were reading the dream, I wrote down three key points. You know, we talk about yep. if you're going to interpret a dream, write down what stands out to you. Maybe if I call them bullet points. Yeah. I call them nuggets, like little chicken nuggets. This is what I wrote down. Reagan, comic, wallet. Yep. Those are the three things Those I wrote down. Those are the three down. key points. Reagan, I wrote authority. Comic, I wrote, um, they strolled into a comic book store. They just strolled in. But I knew it had some type of meaning. Didn't know what exactly. And then wallet, stolen. Yep. So. Look at that. You've even turned your notes around beautiful. to me. <laughs> yeah. And your concept, strolled, comfort, 
feeling good, yes. just enjoying yourself right. type thing. Yeah, yeah that's Absolutely a beautiful interpretation. So. Now let's unfold that. So let's unfold it. First of all, let's look at how I got to that interpretation. Okay. Let's talk about the spiritual approach. If you remember, we talk about looking at symbols and asking our creator to reveal to us the meaning of the symbol. And so we're going to ask ourselves some things like what's the characteristics, quality, or nature of that symbol that our creator chose it for in order to speak to us. So when I look at this dream, I was actually drawn to the same three symbols. Reagan is the concept of of authority. He, He is loved by some, not liked by some. He was a very strong authority, and he was considered the great communicator. So those are all different things you could think about with Reagan. He came up in a black car, which in this case, for me, was a negative, just discerning it, that there's something wrong here. So he's authority. He has uh, uh, a, a means and a way of communicating that persuades but it's not necessarily good in this case. Right. Then the second thing I looked at was the comic book shop, going into the comic book shop. When you talk to people who love comics or who are reading comics, and I don't even have to know that this dreamer loved comics in this case. Uh, when you talk about people who love comics, it typically be, becomes a distraction, something that brings them comfort, something that lets them disconnect with the stresses and realities that's going that's on right. around them. Right. That's what comics do. So he's going into the comic book shop, and it's got, Everything he's ever wanted in it. In other words, he really thinks the dreamer feels he's on the brink of getting the true relief he's been looking for. Then the last piece, the wallet being stolen. The wallet is where we carry our identity, Mm -hmm. driver's license, identity papers Mm -hmm. in other countries of various kinds. uh, And we carry our uh, credit cards and our cash our, our money currency, and which would represent what which represents favor represents how we barter or exchange right. with others typically that would be like favor the how i exchange with you do i have more or less favor with you type thing so what that speaks to then is you put those pieces together and that dream now tells me that this dreamer is looking at a source of authority that's not necessarily the best for him but is very persuasive that he thinks is going to bring him into the place of receiving all this comfort, all this 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 relief that he's looking for, but it really isn't true. It's really going to actually be a loss to him. It's not the right source to get that comfort. And so even though it looks good, yeah. and it doesn't mean, because Reagan is not typically thought of as an evil or a bad person, so it doesn't mean that that authority around him, that communication coming, that relationship around him, is bad, it's just not right, and if he relies on that, it will steal Mm -hmm. what he's looking for. So that's the way I would come to that interpretation. Right. But if you look at it from the psychological perspective, all of those elements, I would say God drew, if I began to talk to the dreamer and found out he loved comics, Mm -hmm. God drew out of the thing he loved. He spoke to him about something that, that he he enjoyed. Did you also tell me that he also had been reading a lot of a lot of governmental type things? That also t- well, popped up in my head. Why don't we look at this the mm-hmm. the the uh, article which says in Weller's case, his longtime obsession with comics came together with his constant scrolling through political posts on Twitter to concoct 
a surreal a surreal scene of right. the train. So to me, you could even things take, of this day posting through Twitter. Yep, go ahead. You could even take that part of it, of you know that governmental. You could even look at Reagan. I, I agree, it's authority, but you could also look at what's going. You know, it's all about presidential issuing all these things. You know, there could be a little element of that. You could even draw on the government's okay. not your source of relief. Exactly. The government's not your source of comfort. The government's not going to solve this problem. Right. Exactly true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And so, so I think what you look at here is that the we talked about in the last podcast. The symbols are drawn out of his life, his daily process of scrolling through Twitter. Yeah his love for comics, but what's drawing them out? It's not his subconscious drawing them out. It's his creator drawing them out. But if you look at it, this was his subconscious drawing out those images. And we have to look at the psychoanalytical approach, which says what's going on in his psyche, what's going on in his subconscious that is bubbling out through the day. And Weller interprets his own dream to be that it was a commentary on economic anxieties. In other mm-hmm. words, he didn't have the money to buy the comics because the government official, Reagan, didn't handle things right and took his yeah. money, took his resources from yeah. him. There's no relief. So it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, he didn't get his stimulus check. Uh, <laughs> you know, so. Seriously, that's yeah, probably no that's probably the way he's looking at this. I can't speak to it with certainty because I'm not talking to him, but he's probably looking at it drawing out of social anxieties, stresses of the day, the the fears he's already dealing with. He's looking into his subconscious and his psyche to say, what am I not processing in the day that or what's really bothering me in the day and what's this dream speaking to? When in reality, the dream is telling him the opposite. Yeah. Don't look at those sources for your comfort. Yeah. It's not where your comfort is coming from. Yeah. And so, very different interpretations. Yeah, it's true. Now, which uh, are which was that? This was the National Geographic article. Yeah, yeah, that's the National Geographic article. There's some cool dreams in the Washington Post article, but they're little partial dreams. Right, not the full dream. Yeah, not the full dream. But it's this this cool concept of strange things that come up in dreams, and this thinking of about them as. What do I do with them, and how do I handle them, and, and what, where did this come from? Type stuff. There's also Washington Post article also starts with a, a a full dream as well. We just don't get the dreamer's perspective on it like we do in the uh, the National Geographic article. So, it, but it's still there. But I love you mentioned in the last episode uh, a, a dream that a journalist who covers military affairs had had where he dreamed that a witch came up to lick all the windows of his house <laughs> you know yeah. and and what what does that mean if you're interpreting that dream from a psychological perspective or that elements those elements of the dream you're probably going to say you're dealing with some fear and some anxiety that you're not processing through the day and it's trying to uh it's trying to consume you it's trying to well now I'm getting into spiritual interpretation okay. so it, you know the, the, you're dealing with some some fears or some anxieties and and they're things that you don't have control of there's something that you you're going to have to process in a different way would would roughly be what that's about where the dream is actually about 
an attack against this dreamer, something designed to damage or destroy the dreamer that is trying to consume him, but he has protection. His vision, his ability to see uh, in a spiritual sense can provide relief and protection from this thing if he if he understands it properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so you just look at these things in very different ways. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I love... I love the way this provides us different approaches, yeah, different us, views. Yeah, I'll never forget. We have a um, our mentor talked about hearing a dream on the radio one time, interpreted by an individual who was doing a psychological approach, and the difference that that dream was interpreted by a spiritual approach, and it, it blows my mind the the way. Uh, it, it stood out, and I'll just mention it briefly if I can. He he heard on the radio a psychoanalyst listening to dreams, and the dreamer says, I dreamed that there were big spiders in the playground where my kids played at my home. And I was worried about those spiders, so I went to the store to get something to kill the spiders. And the store clerk the owner of the store, the the gentleman who owned the store, told me, you don't need something to kill the spiders. You need something to eliminate the source of what they're feeding on. Mm-hmm. And um, the psychological dream approach to it was that you're having issues with your childhood and some things that have gone on in your life. And I don't remember all the details of it, but but these are the the, the the spiders are these latent issues that have gone on in your life and you're having to deal with them now. And the store owner is your, your authoritative self who's trying to reveal to you how you need to approach these things you're not processing well in your mm-hmm. life. And it was all about you, you, you. And he knew, didn't he? And our mentor, John Paul, he knew. And, and he knew the dream was about the dreamer. And he, he said the dream, the interpretation of the dream was that the mom who had the dream was involved in some practices that were detrimental. They were some sort of dark practices that were occult-type things in mm-hmm. nature and that it puts her kids at risk until she dealt with those things in her life. Yeah. And that was the spiritual interpretation interestingly at the end of the the radio call-in show the woman gets the interpretation from the the um psychoanalytical uh interpreter and when he tells her it's all about her she goes wow i thought it was about my kids she knew within herself yeah that there was a spiritual meaning there but it wasn't what she got right so it's it's it that there's a very clear distinctions between psychological psychoanalytical interpretations and spiritual interpretations not to say that they don't ever both come to the same interpretation it can happen it could yeah it could but it's not common right it's very unusual for that to happen because of the different approach to what the symbols relate to well, you know, and I also think um, how you had mentioned uh, in a previous podcast that uh, I would think it was the last one that um, 
we don't have to disagree with science. No. We don't have to disagree with what they're discovering necessarily. But our approach in, is it intrinsic, extrinsic? Is it about you? Is it foretelling? You know, what is the purpose of it? Um, you know, we don't have to get rid of all of it. We, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you... Um, you glean from it what you what you understand actually it looks scientifically accurate, you know, um, and not, not to say that all scientific uh, research is done accurately, but we're seeing some common things that we don't disagree with. It's true. You know? Well, let's say the other side of this, because all people who approach dream interpretation from a spiritual perspective don't do it accurately either. True. There is an element of... Um, can you trust in the the character of who you're seeking input from? Right. Can you trust their their character, their integrity to be true to the creator who they're communicating with in the in the uh, spiritual realm of looking at dreams. Yeah, because ultimately we're not saying dreams are just for you to have uh, messages. We believe there is a relationship that happens between creator and his creation. Yeah. And that is that is a, an avenue by which we can, we can communicate with him. We can... Um, receive inspiration from him correction from him um direction direction invention i mean so many things you know and um we don't live by uh and and believe that every single dream we have has this deep you know spiritual meaning but we don't ignore the fact that many are for our it's true. for our growth, you know. So. And the other thing I think we need to remember is that these interpretations, uh, spiritual interpretations, when they do match a psychoanalytical interpretation, it's usually because the spiritual interpretation is being applied to a soul dream, something that is within the realm of how psychoanalytic Analytics sees what the dream is about. I, as the dreamer within myself, have influenced my own dream for what I want, for what I desire, for yeah. what I feel, for how I think. Right. And that has come through in my dream. And the psychoanalytical approach to a soul dream will come much closer to a spiritual interpretation yeah. In a soul dream context, True. than it will in a creator given dream or an adversary given dream. Yeah, for example, I mean, you could dream that you're marrying someone. It may just be your soulish desire to marry that person, and you see yourself marrying them. You know, you can that that can be fed into a dream. It doesn't mean you are yeah. going to marry that person. You know, so well, we run into that dream a oh, lot. Yeah. Young people oh, yeah. who <laughs> long to be married. They have an infatuation with a particular person at their work, at their church, at their social club, at wherever it is. And now they dream they're going to marry that person because it's their desire of their own heart. Right. Or even Hollywood actors and actresses. Yeah. People will have them in their dream that they marry them. And what did that mean? You know. And the psychoanalytical approach says you're dealing with unresolved issues of your day things that you long for and desire that are out of your reach and you can't obtain. You're trying to process getting them 
in such a way that it will bring you relief and peace. Yeah. Well, the spiritual interpretation of that is, hey, you're focused on something that's not good for you yeah. because you're obsessed with it. Yeah. That, that's effectively the, the, the spiritual <laughs> yeah, interpretation yeah, of that. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, something, I mean, as not we always, say, not yes, always, yes, because yes. every dream is unique from a spiritual perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and every symbol has its own, you know, will change in any given dream. Right. It's meaning when that's you look right, at it from a spiritual right. perspective. But yeah. That's good. So we're running out of time. So why don't you. Uh, wrap up some things with what uh, how people can help us out and uh, let us know they're there. Well, you can I read. love the look in your face <laughs> when I okay. threw that over to you. Well, you know. You, you never can... do this part, so I'm giving well, you the chance. Well, because I don't, I don't want to. I don't like to, and I forget <laughs> things. I'm just saying, look, reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Michael has, uh, you got something up on Facebook, don't you? What's it? My Dream Stories. My Dream story. Our Dream Stories uh, it's facebook.com backslash dream stories podcast. That's our dream stories website. That's why I don't say anything because yeah. you see how quickly I would have so messed that up. But you can reach out to us. You can say, really enjoyed the podcast. And I think you can even do it through the platforms like where it's shared, like Wooshka and Spotify. Can't they? Don't they have a way of reaching us? Yeah, that they way can as well? make comments there or mm-hmm. rate the podcast. In, in well, and we sources. love for That's you right. to rate the podcast. So we love hearing from you. It encourages us to keep doing what we're doing. We don't do this for us. Well, actually, we might. I mean, I'll probably do it for me because I like being able to share my dreams and let you interpret them. It's true. And then the one other thing I'll just mention, we don't do it often, but if you want to support us yeah. uh, financially with our podcast, the expenses we have with this, you can go to mydreamstories.com and there is a donate button there and you can make a donation that will go directly to support the Dream Stories podcast. And we really appreciate that. And those of you who are doing that and have done that, let us say thank you. Yes, thank you so much. So with that, I think we've come to that segment of the show again where Lisa says, and she's not going to do it. Look, she's just (laughs) shaking her head over there. Till next time, guys, keep dreaming.